So what's up, Josh? So what's up, Jay? Nothing much. I am glad that we're here talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League, the long-awaited Snyder cut. Yes. What, how, what do you think about it? I think that it was everything that we needed. I think it is... I, I absolutely think it's the savior of the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Like the, East, the DCEU is going to, to going to crap, and then Zack Snyder comes out with this, and I'm like, yeah, this is everything that we needed. It, 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 it just plugs so many holes that the um the Josh Wheaton version just left open. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the problem with Joss Whedon's Justice League is that it just felt like it didn't felt like a cohesive movie. It felt like it, you can tell n- there were some shots that did not match other shots, and you could tell that it was just like a mismatch of stuff trying to um, trying to just finish the project, you know. And not only that, you could hear the music and Danny Elfman's music come in, and it was it was not it it was pandering, you know, trying to reach the nostalgia of the people who liked the good DC movies like Superman and Batman, the older stuff, you know, that are, that were better than what we've been getting recently, you know? So, I mean, more people like the original stuff than people have been liking Man of Steel and Batman V Superman, because like Man of Steel and Batman V Superman, like they were divisive, you know, you got one half who liked it, one half who hated it. And it was just, it was not fun when those movies came out. I mean, it was not fun with, the discussion if that makes sense yeah you know and you know wonder woman was good everyone enjoyed wonder woman and um then justice league came out and it was like it was it was hard it was like people were hard on this movie i mean and you know what like joss whedon like i remember people were like loving joss whedon because he directed the avengers right and he uh also brought firefly and buffy the vampire slayer and i'm not gonna lie i've i haven't seen buffy the vampire slayer nor have i and i've seen one episode of firefly but my dad loved firefly and you know and but everyone was just praising joss whedon it's like oh my god this guy is awesome and then as soon as justice league turned around they went they turned on him hard, like really hard. And the let's be honest, the whole release of Justice League in 2017 just spawned the birth of release the Snyder Cut movement. You know, that's what it was. It was yeah. a movement, you know? And like, what did you, let me ask you, before I tell you about my opinions about the release the Snyder Cut movement, what did you think about it as it was progressing from just a, hashtag to people buying billboards and putting out signs uh like airplane flags and and even cosplayers are actually holding banners that says release the snyder cut until it finally got announced and then it finally got it released what were your opinion on that well first of all um when it comes to i want to talk about josh reading real quick before i get into that right uh i was just thinking that there is a reason why the Josh Whedon version of Justice League was bad. Mm-hmm. And that particular reason is it's not a Josh Whedon movie. Right. Like when he came onto this project, it was Zack Snyder's movie with shots already done. And he had to work off what was already there. So mm-hmm. in his defense, if, if uh, Josh Whedon was on this movie to begin with, it would have been a whole different movie. Um, all the shots and scenes would have definitely been different. So in his defense, like unfortunate tragedy on Zack Snyder's end 
Right, right. And Josh Sweden just be being thrust into the spotlight with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only so much you can do within that scenario. Yeah, I agree. And like the whole, I mean, when the Snyder Cut was, was released, you know, the day it was released, there was just a whole bunch of Twitter posts that saying like, fuck Joss Whedon. And I'm just thinking, okay, stop. If, I mean, if they had, if Warner Brothers had given Joss Whedon more time, he probably would have made the movie a lot better, you know? And I agree with you 100%, you know, because I mean, it, it was just, it was Zack Snyder's footage, but Joss Whedon tried to make it work and tried to put his own stuff into it, you know? And like, arguably like, um, in Joss Whedon's scenes, like there was more conversations between Batman and Wonder Woman. Superman was a little bit more cheerful and a little bit more jokey. And um, and of course, like it showed like in the scene when Batman and Wonder Woman are talking each other with each other and like Batman is like lifting up his uniform. You can see the scars on his back. You can tell that he's been doing this for a long time and that he is a human being, you know? Yeah. I mean, as much as we praise Batman for being cool and and praise him for being human, that's his flaw. That's one of his flaws. He's a human being. There's so much damage that he can take, you know? Yeah. And and of course another reason the another scene of Joss Whedon had put in the Justice League that I liked was that Batman called Superman Clark. Like the world needed superman or love superman but we need clark you know kind of recognizing the humanity of superman let him know that he was a person who lived here he did have a human name you know so and um i mean i can understand and but again the whole reason is like like you said the whole i mean the whole dceu stuff let's be honest from man of steel to justice league it was Let's be honest. It was a clusterfuck, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Warner Brothers was just trying to play catch up to, and get the same amount of money from Marvel and compete and have their own Avengers, but they didn't take time with it. Like with Marvel, they took their time. They established uh, Iron Man. Uh, they established Incredible Hulk for the third time. They established Captain America, Thor, and then they had the Avengers, you know. And then that movie just spawned the like Marvel Cinematic Universe in my opinion like I mean I might be wrong but of course but when Iron Man and Thor and Captain America and and Thor everything else was coming out everything before the Marvel Cinematic Universe it was just like a it was just like uh oh another superhero movie is being released okay or kind of like with Dark Knight you know and Dark Knight Rises like okay another comic book movie is being released there wasn't um, three superhero movies being released in a year, but then Avengers came out and boom, that's when the whole thing started. And then Marvel just hit the tracks running, you know, running faster than the flash, you know? And of course, like Warner brothers again, tried to beat that, but it, again, it was just, it wasn't, it was misguided, you know? And I got to give Zack Snyder credit is that he tried to make everything different from Marvel, so you can like like have a, a Superman that questioned his time here, a Batman who was tired of being good after twenty years, you know. Yeah. And I mean, and then of course things happened, and Zack Snyder, say what you will about his work, but no one should ever had to go through what he went through, 
you know, and it was just, it was such a shame, but, but at least one thing that I can say about the Snyder cut is to me, it feels like it is Zack Snyder's closure. May, well, maybe not his closure with, maybe not closure with everything, because I mean, um, we're not parents and we have not experienced stuff like that. I mean, I say, I safely assume, but like, at least he can show his work, right? People yeah. have been begging for his work for years, and now they can finally see it, you know? Um, I mean, that was the whole situation of the whole DCEU stuff and the whole Zack Snyder thing. Like, maybe if people, if the higher-ups at Warner Brothers were a little bit more structured, who knows? Maybe if Kevin, I wonder, imagine an alternate universe where Kevin Foggy was hired for Warner Brothers and took care of DC instead of Marvel. I mean, I bet it would have been completely different, you know? Instead of three Marvel movies a year, it would have been three DC movies a year. It wouldn't be um, Avengers Endgame would not have been Avengers Endgame. It probably would have been like Justice League um, Apocalypse War or something. Or like uh, Justice League uh, Crisis, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like Crisis on Infinite Earth. That would have been the end game, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you think? Yeah. So, but that would that would be insane to see. Yeah, like I think you, that would be even greater than uh end game, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and, and of course, because not only would you be having like, um, not only would you be having, you know, the Justice League. The New Gods, Justice Society, the Teen Titans, but you would have like, and maybe even the Doom Patrol, for uh, just because you would have had also alternate versions of the same character. You would have a 1940s Superman, a um, maybe Hippolyta joining in. It'd be kind of like the uh, battle at the, you know, in the the Snyder Cut where it showed everyone coming together to fight Darkseid for the first time. And this was yeah. like a uh, flashback. It probably ended up like that, you know, but in, instead of armies, it would have been like, instead of armies of soldiers that look the same, it would have been actually be like multiple green lanterns, multiple Superman, multiple Ooh. wonder woman, whatever, you know? And, and you know what, Let, let's go back to that um, same alternate universe, right? Where we have that crisis on infinite earths on the big screen and the Avengers have their end game on the CW. Imagine that. You know, that's probably what have that's if it we're living in an alternate universe, that's probably where Marvel would have been if it wasn't for if the tables were turned. There would have been an Iron Man CW show. There would have been a Captain America CW show, you know? That'd have been interesting. <laughs> I mean, that probably would be interesting. So, but we can't change the past. We can't um we can't ha- imagine what ifs but what we can do is like notice this is the history this is what has happened with warner brothers and dc movies they tried to catch up and they did make it and they were unpatient they did not play the long game they tried to have their they tried to create their cake early and then sell it and what we got was just an unfinished uh, crappy, different flavors cake made by multiple bakers. None of them worked, and we just end up clamoring for a bit a better cake of one of the bakers, you know. And we finally got it, you know. And you know what I think? 
What do you think? I was just thinking this. So, like, this is right now, Marvel's at kind of a little standstill, you know? Yeah, yeah. And most of the major characters are, like, either, like, re- retired from the role or, or has been killed off. Mm-hmm. And they got to start. And, they, and they're starting from square one with new heroes. Right. And and even with these new heroes, I don't think this, the MCU will be where it just left from. You know, the, the height that it just left from. Yeah. And I think if DC had played the long game, this is where they would come in. Yeah, yeah. I would that would be a good idea because like Avengers Infinity War and Endgame released in 2018 and 2019. So, like imagine if Warner Brothers had did Man of Steel 1, Man of Steel 2, had Ben Affleck do his Batman, have Ezra Miller do his Flash, have Ray Fisher do his Cyborg and have Jason Momoa do their Aquaman. They would have had the Justice League maybe right around the time that Avengers Endgame premiered, or maybe a month after it. Oh, that probably would have been it. That would have been uh, that would have been the stepping off point for DCs, like because Endgame was like it was the stepping off point where you could it it was basically saying, okay, we're gonna make more of this stuff, but you can get off this wagon if you want. We're going to take this to a different direction, and but you could just leave. You can go away if you want to or stick with us. It doesn't matter. And it, it, like Endgame provided a sense of closure, you know, and, and you could decide whatever you wanted to do, right? And then right. if that's the case, then people who liked Avengers Endgame could just watch Justice League and then stick to the DCEU, you know? Yeah. Although, let's be honest um, – Marvel kind of got messed up from COVID, the whole COVID pandemic, and they were going to keep on going, especially start out with Black Panther. I mean, not Black Panther, uh, Black Widow and have like a few movies same year. But because of COVID happened, you know, now it that's also where if where Marvel might have lost its steam, you know, because let's be honest, COVID stopped the train like COVID covered the tracks in uh, tar and causing the train to slow down, causing more and more slowly, only giving you like a few shows like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and um, other stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, although it seems to me like they're doing something different with the TV shows like WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but nonetheless, the steam is, they're losing their they don't have as much steam and it's kind of harder to get people's attention than um, before, you know, because of course you had Captain America, you had Iron Man, you have Thor, but now you have to move on with Dr. Strange, Spider-Man, arguably Spider-Man. And then of course, you know, uh, the Scarlet Witch, Vision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, of course those, the, it appears the shows are doing well, but they're doing so with, you know, new, well, not new, but old and established characters. Whereas everything afterwards is like, kind of like have to, it's kind of like throwing darts and see if they'll stick, you know? Yeah. But, um, but nonetheless, I mean, that's, that's just the reality, you know? And we finally got what we wanted. So, and actually I see where you're coming from with the Snyder Cut being the movie that we needed right now, because like we haven't gotten a lot of superhero movies and amid the COVID pandemic and the Snyder cut kind of scratches an itch, 
for people, especially for DC guys. Like it's been a while since they've seen something like, you know, a, it's been a while since they've seen a DC movie. Like Shazam was like in 2019. So that was like two years. I mean, they're working on Black Adam, so. Yeah, they are. They they had, Um, I, I hope that I will actually be watching Black Adam just for the sake of seeing the Justice Society, especially. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they got Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. Yes, please. I want to see him as Dr. <laughs> Fate. I want to see him in the suit. Absolutely. The fact that a minor character like Dr. Well, he's not really minor, but he's not. He's not like more of the more known DC characters, right. uh, household names. Mm-hmm. Like, like you really have to be like a, a basic comic book reader to know who Doctor Fate is. Yeah, yeah. And of course, like in Constantine, Constantine, there was like a Doctor Fate tease with the helmet of fate in the yeah. first season. But of course, the first episode, but that season got canceled, unfortunately. But um, at least the actor still got work as John Constantine. So, yeah. so, but um, what do you think about what did you think about the Snyder Cut overall? Overall, I think um, the four hours was definitely worth it to tell the complete story. It it definitely needed four hours for everything to uh, melt together and slowly come together and make sense. Yeah. Um, I like I like the fact that Zack Snyder was like, okay, I'm going to shoot new scenes to add to this too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And of course he. And I believe the scenes he shot were the nightmare stuff. Like, I heard that that nightmare scene at the end of the movie was like, um, was like shot in his backyard. That's what I've heard. I could be wrong, but like, they just got Ben Affleck back in a Batman suit and then have him be in a backyard on a bright day or some, or maybe even dark. That imagine being Zack Snyder's a neighbor and you're just walking around enjoying the nice sunlight or a giant or enjoying the. Uh, the starry nights, and then you see Ben Affleck in his Batman suit, um, reciting lines to like with Amber Heard as Mara, and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, this is a this is a Monday night I'll never forget, you know. <sighs> and also, as for me, I enjoyed the Snyder Cut. There was some stuff that I was like, like it was starting slow in the beginning, and it was like. Zack Snyder kind of taking things a little too serious, especially with the slow-mo. Like, there was a lot of slow-mo, especially – and some of the slow-mo is unintentionally funny. Like, you know, the guy was eating the hamburger, and they actually do a close-up on the seed. Like, are you – does that really need it to be there, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like – I heard about the scene, and it's like, oh, we got to sh- – I got it. We got to – tell people when the oh we got let's oh wait i think it's the slow mo's coming brace yourself oh there's the seed there's the seed and it's just like do you really need it that but that was that was a fun time to actually sort of almost chuckle at for that just for that one close-up you know but some of the slow-mo did work like the flash slow-mo i mean that was necessary and that was actually really cool and um, like Barry Allen's introduction scene in the Snyder Cut was like completely different. Oh, I remember. Um, I just like Barry Allen's introduction in this version a lot better than in um, the Joss Whedon version, because wasn't so uh, was Barry introduced in the Whedon cut as like speaking to his dad, or was he introduced first by um, meeting Bruce Wayne? 
I think it was his dad. Yeah. But um I kinda like yeah, I, I actually kinda like the um him the the introduction in the uh in the dog place first you know i might be wrong he might have met his dad first then he went to the bar plate to the um to the dog place but i mean no i mean i enjoyed it and it he seemed a lot less quippy than he was in the reading uh we didn't cut you know and of course with cyborg like there was no booyah instead it was like a turmoil you know like him trying like i can understand why ray fisher was like really clamoring for the Snyder Cut because he had done a lot more than just like the booyah and new costume, you know? So yeah. I actually enjoyed the the longer character moments in the Snyder Cut. Like, especially like there was a heart-to-heart between Aquaman and Wonder Woman uh, considering their heritage. Like, there and was... Really, a... I mean, he didn't really care about it to begin with, so... Right, right. Of course. and But it's like he, they got a little closer just by talking about stuff that they yeah. had learned from their from their ancestors or from their parents and all. And like, and of course, Aquaman is like he's being a little bit more considerate towards Cyborg. Like he he like he is a lot more uh, empathetic towards Cyborg, especially after he just lost his dad. You know, yeah, that was very nice. Um, and of course, it was just like this would have been a good way to sort of introduce the characters, you know, if they decide to stick to that path, because it kind of gives like, it would have gotten people to like cyborg and flash a little bit more and be uh, ready for their uh, solo movies, you know, but I mean, let's be honest. They would not have, um, they would not release the Snyder cut in its four hour, you know, glory or state. I feel like in they the would have. No, not yet, not in theaters, but I feel like if if they had intentions on releasing the Snyder Cut from the, from the get-go, it would have been like this, exactly like this. Yeah, yeah. And I bet, let's just say for the sake of argument that Zack Snyder never had to leave, right? They probably would have cut, either cut his Snyder Cut into two hours, or they would have had it be like the Zack Snyder Justice League Part 1 and then release Part 2. Because that was a pl- another plan too. Like they might have just cut the divide the Justice League movie into two parts. You know, that was the plan. It was supposed to be a Justice League Part Two, and I and I think that's why it's supposed to be a Part Two. Yeah. So, and I actually um, everything after the league's first defeat. You know, at the under the ocean. You know, things started picking up a little bit. Like, all right, we're getting a lot more action. We're getting a lot more story. You know, and trying to resurrect Superman makes more sense. And and of course, it's it became a little bit like watching a Justice League movie, especially when they are uh, going when they're in the Russian city and they're just you see Batman being Batman. You see Cyborg being Cyborg, Flash being Flash and Aquaman being Aquaman. The action was a lot better, you know. And I like that Barry's role was increased in this movie, too. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, they, I mean, I liked how they showed the Speed Force. That was actually very, very interesting, you know? I actually enjoyed that scene a lot. Oh, yeah, that was very interesting. But, um, when Barry saved that girl, was that Iris? Yeah, that was meant to be Iris West. 
Okay, I had a feeling that I had a feeling about that. Then, um, oh yeah, let's talk about the uh, the new characters that we saw. Like, and th- was that scene already shot? Like the the big war, the first war with Dark Side, was that already shot? Was yeah. that something he didn't know? That was already shot, and um, of course, um, it was parts of it was in the original, in the theatrical version. So that was not new. Okay. Um, what about the part with the lantern and when like the freaking uh, when dark when dark side kills the green lantern and his ring just flies off? Yeah, I think that was a little bit new, I guess, because like in the um, theatrical version, the green lantern he did die and his ring like fall out of his finger and started flying over the place. But instead of around dark side, it was around Steppenwolf, you know. And yeah, Darkseid wasn't even in the original, wasn't he? No, he was not. All it was, it was just Steppenwolf. And Steppenwolf in the theatrical version was like, Mother. He he like he talked to the mother box. It was very weird, like, Mother, I will get you, or Mother, good to it was very weird. Whereas with the theat with the Snyder cut, it's like he's trying to regain his uh he's trying to come home. He has a little bit of a, a sympathetic backstory and a simple like a sympathetic motivation, you know. And, and it was it was a lot more. I can understand what he was doing and his motivation rather than have him just be a bad guy and trying to get the mother boxes because mother. That was so weird. What about um, Martian Manhunter? I didn't expect to see him. Well, I I sort of did because like um, I mean. While everyone, while the Snyder Cut movement was just clamoring, clamoring, clamoring for the Snyder Cut to be released, Zack Snyder just baited them, like kept baiting them, like concept art, and told them exactly what had been in the Snyder Cut. Like, oh, turns out, hey, remember that general that was in Man of Steel? Turns out he was Martian Manhunter the whole time. And here are the storyboards that revealed that he was Martian Manhunter. People were like, oh my God, we need to see the Snyder Cut now. We need to see the Martian Manhunter now. Did you see the character designs for John Stewart Green Lantern? Um, he was supposed he was supposed to be in the Snyder Cut too. Right, right, and um, I yeah, I, I didn't see this this design for the John Stewart Green Lantern not yet. Although I do remember, like, in I was watching a video where one DC fan was like, "I'm done with DC. I'm done with the DC uh, EU." And they, he actually showed a clip of Kevin Smith's review of the theatrical version, and he was angry too because there was so much stuff that was out of the movie. And he even had a person in the audience who watched the Snyder Cut, and he was like he, – she, he asked her questions like, yeah, what happened with um, – at the end of the movie with Bruce Wayne? It was, and she said some about, oh, he was waking up by two um, – by two – green guys i believe and he's like green lanterns it was like yeah what did they look like uh, one looked like a pig and another looked like a fish like oh my god they got kilowatt and tomo ray it's like yeah it's like oh my god you know so i don't i think maybe i think the martian manhunter or the john stewart green lantern was like an add-in it's like oh this these were the people that are meant to be there or according to Zack Snyder, but actually what was really supposed to be there was Kilowog and Tomare. Like, like um, they were supposed to be at the uh, at the beach house or whatever and talk to Bruce Wayne. 
and instead of you know instead of martian manhunter or john stewart so i might be wrong but nonetheless that was i believe that was the original intent i think so too speaking of tomo ray and Killerog, when um when they were trying to resurrect superman and you see the evil flashbacks of superman being evil i thought when we i when we when you saw Kilowog laying there i kind of confused him for tomar ray like i thought that was tomar ray and then people like pointed oh that's Kilowog. like oh okay Kilowog was dead and killed by superman all right oh yeah i yeah i saw that i saw that really saw that 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 got me i was like it's so many characters they're introducing into this it, it, with every new character my mind just got blown i was like this is this is some Easter eggs or to come. Yeah, I mean, of course, this was supposed to be like the Avengers where it's supposed to showcase and it's sort of like following the footsteps of Marvel where they have a whole bunch of Easter eggs and just to get people hyped for what's coming next, you know? But, exactly. uh, but of course, I mean, you're going to see stuff that what you probably would have seen if everything went to plan and like in 2017, of course. But and in uh, of course, there were some moments where I was like, I can't. We're in Superman when he was in the ship after he got resurrected, and his suit start popping out, popping out. I thought I saw a Supergirl suit, like a. I thought I saw the Superman suit, but built for a woman. And then um, I started oh, looking. In, I thought I did, but then, um, then I looked at it a little bit more. It's like, oh, it's just the normal superman suit but with it just looked uh, it was just more muscular i guess you know no i think it's a it's a girl one in there because um i was reading reading earlier today and they already casted someone to play supergirl mm-hmm. in the um in the dceu yes yeah. in a standalone movie mm-hmm i mean supergirl has gotten dc had uh, gotten a show on this um, ABC and then moved to CW, so it makes sense for her to have her own movie, you know. Yeah, and she's actually a bit part of uh, the D- DC universe, being that uh, she's pu- she's supposed to be stronger than Superman. Mm-hmm. And she was the uh, the big factor in uh, Injustice Part Two. Yeah, she was. She was. So it's nice to have Supergirl get some recognition. Unfortunately, we can't. We're not going to see the same for Power Girl. But what are you going to do? Most people don't even know who Power Girl is. Oh yeah, but I mean, they just look at her costume and they were just like, "Oh no, 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 no." Yeah, like they can't adjust it. Well, they could adjust it, but it's all about a matter. It's like Superman suit. Yeah, but that's probably. I mean, let's be honest. Power Girl would be a much harder character to sort of adapt. I mean. Not we can adapt her person. We can use keep her personality, but like the costume is going to be the hardest factor. But the lack of stories, yeah. the lack of the lack of familiar familiarity with stories. Yeah, yeah, that's also a case. What about uh, the um, death stroke at the end? Yeah, like um, I I actually liked how instead of. Lex Luthor saying, shouldn't we make a league of our own? I liked how instead it's like, oh, Batman is Bruce Wayne. I was like, oh, okay. I, it actually makes more sense. And it kind of would build up to the Batman versus Deathstroke stuff, which 
I actually thought like when Deathstroke was revealed, I thought he was going to end up fighting the Justice League as like a side boss or something. Yeah. But that's not going to happen, obviously. So do you think with the Snyder's cut, the Snyder cut releases is going to, um, I got three things to say. Um, the first is, do you think that it's going to um, spawn more work for Zack Snyder in the future? And do you also think that um, that Zack Snyder's Justice League would cause the new uh, Batman movie with uh, Robert Patterson to, to just be like an Elseworld standalone and just continue Ben Affleck? You think Ben Affleck would want to continue being Batman after Well, this? I think um, you could have I mean, you could have Robert Pattinson be an Elseworlds story anyway. I mean, you could there are different versions of the same character, especially in movies and TV, and you could just do what CW did and have multiple versions coexisting and meet up with each other. But okay. let's be honest. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was entirely sick of hearing release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut, because like I enjoyed the Joss Whedon version just fine, and I enjoyed the um, Snyder Cut more a little bit more, but I enjoyed it as a superhero movie, you know? Yeah. And the people who did not like Zack Snyder's stuff with the DC characters, they're not going to like Snyder. Excuse me, I'm sorry. They're not going to like the Snyder Cut. And and you know what? I mean, I'm tired of Restore the Snyderverse stuff because, like, it's done. I mean, uh, look, if you love something, you have to let it go, okay? And I and I'm probably part of the minority. I I don't think they're going to restore the Snyderverse, and I don't think they should because this is a case where if you give a dog a chip, they're going to want the whole bag, you know? And yeah, and of course, of course, people. I understand why they want to see more from Snyder, the Snyder Cut, but let's be honest. I want to see Dread too. I want to see. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing a Power Rangers two from the 2017 version. But let's be honest, they're not going to do it. They're not going to. Um, they're not going to. Carl Urban's not going to come back as Judge Dread. The Power Rangers is getting another reboot. And you know, as much as I would like to see Man of Steel two, that's not happening. And you know what? Henry Cavill, Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, Ben Affleck, and Zack Snyder to an extent got screwed over. <coughs> But they're still planning the Flash movie, though. Well, they're still planning the Flash movie, but let's be honest. And I mean, Cyborg. <laughs> and Cyborg, but I mean, I, I mean, it's been since 2017. Like, Jason Momoa has gotten one Aquaman movie after the release of the Justice League. And, of course, they're going to make Aquaman 2. But, you know, what? everyone hates Amber Heard. So now they're going to figure out whether to keep Amber Heard in or, re, or, um, or uh, recast Mara. And then with the Flash, it has they like could just kill her off, or they could just kill her off. And but everyone liked Mara in Aquaman one, so like uh, I mean, my sister she liked Mara in Aquaman, and um, and then of course the Flash has gone through multiple directors, and then I have no idea where the Cyborg stuff is going because I think a couple of directors left that project, and it's just like it's been so long since 2017, and I guess I mean they could still get hype for the flash movie and the cyborg movie especially since the snyder cut came out like a couple weeks ago but on the other hand it's like i think ray fisher said something about he would only return to be cyborg 
if he if the director was either snacks uh, Zack Snyder or somebody else, you know. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that too. Uh, and you know what? Hey, they got screwed over. And if I were them, remember when in Batman v Superman, where everyone is hating Superman and is, he's trying to talk to his mother for advice, and his his mother said, "You know, do whatever you want, be a savior, be a hero, be whoever you want to be, or be none of it. You don't owe this world a thing, and you never did." And I just want to tell—I mean. The way I see it, those actors don't owe Warner Brothers anything. Henry Cavill doesn't owe Warner Brothers anything. They don't – I mean Ben Affleck doesn't owe Warner Brothers anything. Z- uh, Zack Snyder, Ben Affleck, uh, Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher was on Broadway before they he was hired to be Cyborg. He can go back to Broadway and be an excellent – and shows excellent acting skills like he did in the Snyder Cut. He was great as Cyborg in the, in the Snyder Cut. And he and there are so many other things that they could do. And you know what? Netflix is being so much nicer to Henry Cavill. It didn't take him four, seven years to make a see a second season for The Witcher. You know? I mean, yeah. what do you think about Restore the Snyderverse? I think they should. I think that uh, the Snyder Cut proves that uh, um, Zack Snyder's vision was uh, candid in. And that it's a whole lot more he can do with with the uh, the DCEU, and I think he had I think he has a vision that I think he had a vision that could was possibly on track to be on par with Marvel, but now that Marvel's like you know on this slow the slow track, I feel like now's a better time than never to like see what else Snyder can do. If yeah, he wants to do it, and he said he's open. He said Warner Brother gives him the chance to do more stuff. He's more than more than open to doing it. Yeah, I mean, I re- I thought I I remember him reading that he was done and that he would like to move on. But I think though I, I this is probably I'm probably turning into a like a media conspiracy theorist. I think Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers or anybody has been baiting the fans on just to make them scream, restore the Snyderverse a little bit louder. You know. And it's your opinion. If you want to see more of the Snyderverse, if you want to see more of Ben Affleck's Batman, all the power to you. But I'm just, I'm just ready. You know, I'm just ready for every, for the whole thing to just move on. You know, and it was, you could say that the whole DC EU clusterfuck was an experiment. You know, on how to make darker stories or how to have a light superheroes be have darker versions. You know, because as much as Maybe Man of Steel. I it's been a while, a long time since I've seen Man of Steel, and I don't know. Man of Steel may not age so well, but I can. I'm grateful for the changes that it tried to make. I'm grateful for the fact that they tried to have Superman be in a position where the outcome is not so pleasing. You know, like he was, he had, he killed Zod, and there was a moment of of regret and terror and shock as he realized what as the character realized what he had just done you know maybe it could have been better but the idea of it alone is great you know yeah and um and of course the whole if if only there was a plan if only there had been there have been plenty of factors but we'll just have to wait and see what happens if ben affleck comes back as batman Alongside Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman and everyone, and uh, these Warner Brothers is kind of like making this be like a multiverse thing anyway, 
you know. So I guess you could. I mean, if they make a Zack Snyder's Justice League Part Two, I'm gonna watch it. If they make a Man of Steel Two, I'm gonna watch it. If they make a Ben Affleck Batman, I am going to watch it because I mean, well, why not? You know, or and you know what? If what about you the don't, Nightwing movie, well, a night, yeah, a Nightwing movie, yeah, sure. But if it's in the plans. It's in the plans, but it's been in the plans for a long time now. And to me, it's just like it. If I feel you like you can't. Oh, sorry, you can continue. go. I feel like I feel like you can't introduce Nightwing without introducing the Robin first. Right, right. But I mean, they introduced the Justice League without making a standalone movie for Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg before the release, but. And also, they didn't give. They introduced Batman and sort of like a sequel to Man of Steel. And they I called feel it- like I feel like they could though because it's been so many Batman movies throughout the years that everybody knows the origin story. So there was no need for another origin story. Right, right. And uh, of course, of course. But again, if there the Snyderverse is restored, it might not be restored until like after a few years anyway. So maybe history will repeat itself. I mean, like history actually repeated itself with the Snyder cut with Justice League, because like um, in the 1970s, Richard Donner was working on Superman one and Superman two back to back. But Richard Donner got fired off of Superman two and they hired a different director. Um, may maybe Lester, Richard Lester. I'm not entirely sure, but Richard Donner and Richard Lester, they were two completely different directors and they had completely different styles. So if you looked at the theatrical version of Superman 2, you can tell that, I mean, history literally literally repeated itself, you know? And, but maybe, maybe Snyderverse could be restored or not. If, here's what I would do. If, Maybe if I refuse or if I'm the head of Warner Brothers and I do not have the money or or work or there's no way that we can restore the Snyderverse in a business decision, maybe give the Snyder fans or the DCEU fans still a way to find conclusion by going out to other mediums. So maybe instead of a of a Justice League, uh, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League Part 2 movie, maybe have it be a Part 2 comic book or a Part 2 video game or maybe a Part 2 cartoon, you know? I mean, I guess that's one way for, at the very least, maybe include, read, give them the script. Give them the script, whatever. I mean, because that's what, I mean, that's a some way of a conclusion. That's some way to give people closure. You know, I mean, would you, would you be okay if Zack Snyder, instead of having to create a Zack's a Justice League Part Two, just instead create a, super, a Justice League comic book? Hmm. I would like to see a Justice League Part Two, or he can just do. Um, I don't know. What experience that Snyder has to do with series? I would like it could be a series or something like that. I don't know, but um, there's just been a pattern like with stuff when like when things just fail, 
they automatically go to the comic books, you know. And the comic books are dope. Like you can get some great stories from the comic books, but it's nothing like just seeing it like right in front of you, live action, real people. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I mean, I, I've there. I've read some stories. I've read some books, and I thought to myself, man, wouldn't this be cool if it was live action? Or I've seen an anime like Akira. And I was thinking to myself, man, wouldn't this be cool in live action? Wouldn't it be cool if the character's actually gone to life or something? But, and I understand that appeal. But, I mean, that's not how the art industry works, you know? And I guess, I mean, if you're not going to restore the Snyderverse, at least give some way to make a closure or... A, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not a businessman. I'm not a uh, an exec of Warner Brothers. It's just I, I'm just I'll just gonna have to wait and see what happens. I'm just tired of hearing restore the Snyderverse. I'm tired about I'm tired about seeing posts about it. I just want people to just like let it go. Or whenever there's anything that is an issue, let it go. I mean, of course. I mean, it, it, I'm just rambling on now. I just that's what I want. Just like move on and let it go. I mean, what do you think, Jay? Um, I don't know. I feel I feel like if they're planning to do, uh, I I just feel like it's a waste, man. Like you have all these talented actors playing this, uh, these these talented characters, and like that's not this cut of the Justice League make you makes you like these actors as these characters even more. And I feel like if they planning on doing like a reboot of the Justice League or a different versions of Justice League and still planning on doing some type of uh, DC uh, movie universe um, or cinematic universe, I feel like it should be with these already established characters because for one, like these guys are talented and they, mm-hmm. can, they can make it work. Uh, time and money has been spent on these projects. And I feel it'll be a shame to see the uh, so much potential go to waste. And um, with with the addition of introduction of these other characters, people are gonna want more. Like yeah, now we know that like 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 um, I was watching an interview with Zack Snyder and and, and talking about all the characters and how like you know like the Easter eggs and how people may think like you know like. It was like when you're watching a Batman movie, you know, like you don't think maybe Superman's out there somewhere, but you know, if you're in a super, if you're watching a Superman movie, you're like maybe Batman's out in Gotham in this world, like you know, beating up a dude in the alley. That's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And then, like you know, when you see the Green Lantern, uh, you're like, oh my gosh, the Green Lantern Corps exists. And then, like, it's kind of like the CW, like what they did with their uh, the Arrowverse. Like, you got so many Easter eggs to like all the possibilities and like and what may or may not exist in this world and i feel like they've shown us so much that it's like it's like you can't can't it's like you have to like at least think about indulgence on that yeah yeah i see where you're coming from but i guess in this situation it'd be nice if there is some way to continue the story or be nice to have the actors be in a do better for the actors and the creators and the the script writers it would be nice to do people to do 
the workers who have worked on this justice, whether yeah. however you want to do it, whether it be to make them continue their stories and the characters, or maybe better yet, give the actors or screenwriters or directors some projects that might put them their career in a better position, you know? Yeah. And I guess we'll just have to wait until until time and see what happens. I mean, I am not going to hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I'm not going to keep myself updated on restore the Snyderverse. But what I will do is, whatever the result is, whatever it's going to be a comic book, a TV show, a video game, maybe that has the original actors, or some way, or maybe a continuation of the movies, I will check it out. Or in, in other, or let's just say nothing happens. At least we can rely on the CW to have the actors return and put them in a cameo or two in a crossover event. Because if if we don't if we do not see a Man of Steel two in thirty years, I bet I bet next time the CW re, like reboots their DC uh, their Arrowverse, then they're definitely going to have a a crossover Crisis on Infinite Earths remake, and they're going to have. Henry Cavill come back as uh, as Kingdom Come Superman. They're gonna have uh, Gal Gadot be the president on Supergirl's Earth. They're gonna have they're gonna do whatever you know. If we if we don't get anything from Warner Brothers, we're definitely gonna get some on the CW. No doubt about it. So you have any more to say about the uh, movie? No, it's just I'm glad I watched it. I'm. I'm glad that Zack Snyder was able to get his vision restored, and I, it's, it would have been a what if scenario. I mean, we can only imagine what would happen if, if Zack Snyder was able to release the Snyder Cut in theaters, you know? Yeah. And we just, and also it's just like a reminder of what we have to look at, and just accept everything as it is. Like we got ourselves a Justice League, and it is. An enjoyable superhero movie. Oh man, it looks like we have one more actor that's on the Restore the Snyderverse campaign. Who? The one that played Deathstroke. Oh, well, I can I can guess because like, I mean, Emma he they had to fit him in that whole costume, and he's only in that costume for like a cameo, and that's it, you know. And he's a fit guy. He can, uh, so he can pull up stunts if he wants to or at least tried to he can he can you would find it believable that he can uh beat you in a fight especially if you don't go to the gym very often so and i bet joe if joe manganello starts then it's probably going to be jace momoa henry cavill ben affleck we're just going to have to wait and see wait and see it's so sad to see the Snyderverse go to waste, but if it must, it must. Yeah, and although it, if if it does go to waste, at least we have the movies themselves, you know? Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. I got to thank Zack Snyder because I didn't – I've read some comic books before the um, – before Man of Steel, but – I because of Man of Steel, I wanted to explore more about Superman. I wanted to explore more about the DC universe. 
If it wasn't for Man of Steel, I would not have known about the Justice Society. I would have not known about Dr. Fate. I would have not known about the Spectre. I would have not... And I will... And it, it made me un- breach into the DC mythology. And many people have been... I remember like people have been complaining about the Zack Snyder, Man of Steel, and Batman v Superman movies. Even so recently, it's like... They don't how they don't represent the characters very well, and my argument is this: if they don't, if they catch a child's interest in the character, if they make that child want to know more about the um about Superman or Batman, it may get them into reading comic books or buy um the Batman or Superman video games. Does it really matter? Is it? I mean, as long as it's doing its job, because like. Let's be honest, the Batman movies, the Superman movies, this is just to bring people in. That's what their whole point is. That's just to get more people in, to get more money, get more and get a new fan base. You know, it's the that's how you get a franchise to live on, you know? That's the cycle. And I'm let's be honest, my first the very first Batman movie I saw, it was Batman and Robin. The arguable people who are have deemed it the worst superhero movie of all time. And if it hadn't been for Batman and Robin, I probably would not have watched Batman Begins. I probably would not have played the Batman Arkham games. And and I gotta thank it for that, you know? And and it doesn't I mean, whatever you whatever a child's first introduction to a superhero, it might be that superhero's crappiest movie. But nonetheless, it did its job by getting a child to be interested about superheroes and not just about superheroes, that one superhero. And I guess it – and because of that, they can now go into a brand new world of mythology and history and characters and just dive into it a little bit more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like maybe the best comparison is like you have a pool – no. Well, you have a pool. There's a little bit of dirt on the surface, but as soon as you get in, you get this whole blue, like wonderful blue uh, scenery. You get uh, sun rays shining through or whatever. And they could see whole so much, much more, you know? But that's probably like a bad example. But you see what I'm saying. Yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Let me ask you a question, Jay. What was the first Batman movie you have ever saw? Um, uh, I think it was Batman. It was the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Batman and Robin. Was that it? Yeah. It was either that one or the other one that was Batman Forever. Either that one or Batman Forever. You mean Batman Forever? Yeah, I said Batman Forever. Oh, okay. It's either that one or Batman Forever. Yeah. And then uh, Batman Begins came out. Mm-hmm. And then The Dark Knight. But um, the movies that really make the movies that really uh, love Batman was actually the animated ones. Yeah. Like um, what's that show? What's the one called? Uh, Mask of the Phantasm. No, nah, the the newer ones. Because um. I've always known who Batman was. I like Batman, but like watching the um, the DC animated original movies, 
from like what twenty it started in twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. Like bat with Batman and Robin, uh Batman or Batman versus Robin, Son of Batman, stuff yeah, those movies. Really made me love Batman and then like um the animated series made me love Batman too. Yeah, yeah. As you get uh, the things that the every Batman movie that has been made so far lacks is what the new one's making up is making up for is why he's one of the arguably one of the greatest characters in the DC universe is his mind. Mm-hmm. Like, World's yeah. greatest detective. Exactly. Like every Batman movie so far has just shown like the one brooding brooding Batman. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Two. Oh look at all the gadgets I have. Mm-hmm. And three um nin- ninja uh shadow skills batman yeah and it doesn't delve into what makes him batman people mm-hmm. often think like batman's only human he's like what batman gonna do like batman has one of the greatest minds in the dc universe mm-hmm. like and that's why every, every time somebody says like batman can't beat this person someone always argues with the prep time <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. Batman's always like five steps ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I liked Batman. I mean, not just the dark brooding skills, but also how smart he was. You know, because he was preparing for a fight. I mean, that's why many people would like to see, would be happy to see uh, Batman win Superman against a fight because this is a normal human being fighting basically a god, but not with just, but not with Brong, but with with mind you know with strategy you know exactly and but but yeah of course and and at least there are so many of these things that children especially people who maybe have not read comic books but actually will i mean now they have a whole brand of they have a whole library of what to look into you know and it's great it's great and i guess who i I've always thought about if anyone ever becomes a new a fan, a new fan for some that we, the old fans, it is our responsibility to make sure that we can put them in through the right path or maybe recommend them stuff that we believe that they will like, you know, exactly. because Lydia, my little sister, she became a fan of the Teen Titans after watching Teen Titans Go. And I told her about the original cartoon. And now she looks back at the Teen Titans goes like oh man this sucks i want to see the i like the the original cartoon is awesome you know like um we actually got hbo max recently and i watched uh i walked in on lydia watching teen titans go to japan and oh yeah classic yeah yeah absolutely you know and it, it made me feel nice and i'm glad that she can watch a little bit more about the teen titans especially watch you know a classic teen titans go to japan you know, you got to introduce her to Static Shock. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll make sure that she can look up Static Shock. She might like. I don't know if she liked that, but she probably might will. And Young Justice, you probably Young Justice, like. right? Yeah, yeah, Young Justice. 